some intro music on this one. What's up? Yes, sir. Here we are. What's up with that? <laughs> all right, all right. What's up, everybody? Everybody on the Twitch, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. I got my man, my right-hand guy, Jake O'Neill here, Mr. Digital Media himself. Yo, what's up, man? How's it going? You can wear the headphones if you want, man. I just... Yeah. I don't know. It's a little more casual without them. I think so, too. I just... I like all the little effects and everything. Yeah. My bad. I'm trying to... I'm still new no, to this dude, live. Just, I'm trying to figure it out. I don't care. Yeah. It's all good, man. Y'all bear with us. We're just... We're, we're literally a, a two-man team up here, and so everything that you see, all the production is just me and Jake, and more so Jake than me. He's the really the guy putting in all the work behind the scenes and all the shit. I'm just the guy on the camera. But Jake's the one that's always doing the B-roll, always getting the extra footage, literally staying up all fucking night <laughs> editing shit. Hell yeah. Passing out with the laptop. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's very, very common. Yeah, dude. Dang. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to delete that one because I can't figure it out. Yeah, I was just trying to... I was. I realized on the live that you can't just, like, flip the camera back Oh, and forth. you can't? You, you got to... I think I tried to flip it, and it made me... Or it gave me an option to, like, share a video or something like that. Oh, so. yeah. So we're new to this I'm shit. still relatively yeah. new I don't, to the live. I don't know how to do it either. We don't want to ever go live. We're we're eventually trying to get our show into, like, a live format to where we don't have to do all this editing, and we can do, like, a just a live show all the time. And once it's done, it's done, and there's no editing, and y'all don't have to ask me, hey, when's my episode coming out every week? Yeah, that's the goal. You know, <laughs> the goal as much automation, as much live streaming as possible. Because mm -hmm. what it does is it just makes it to where you have instant access to it. Uh, right. We can multi-stream, like we can stream on multiple platforms. Uh, we can pretty much like we have more freedom, more control over it. Once it's like once the stream ends and it's yeah. done, we can control everything through, uh, through the switchboard. We can put graphics on. We can queue up videos. Uh, We're trying to make a whole show. We're, we don't want to just have like a a little podcast. It's like mediocre you know if we're gonna do something we want to like put our all into it and absolutely you know um we're looking into buying that that live stream what was it called it's called a stream deck stream deck that's right. what it is yeah our homie ben put us onto that yep shout out ben yeah shout yeah, out ben. ben's the man dude he's yeah. he's very knowledgeable when it comes to not not only streaming but like video production like i mean there's just so much to it dude like yeah. i mean it's it's more than just setting up your camera and like I think what a lot of people don't realize is all the lights that are set up on the other side right here and the camera set up. There's more than, you know, it's it's not just my, like on the Twitch, it looks like it's just my phone over there, but there's actually a camera and lights and it's a, it's somewhat a studio setting in here. Yeah. No, it's it's pretty close. Like yeah. we're we're getting there. Yeah. And that's the goal. Just keep upgrading. I think that's what a lot of people enjoy about it too, is it's, it's more, it's a little more professional than some people are doing out there, you know? And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, as far as like podcasts go, like it, it, we definitely are like trying to like step it up a little bit. And yeah. that, that's the goal ultimately is to produce a show that you want to have. So, whatever your vision is for it, obviously you have a vision for it. You put all this together, you created the whole backdrop, the whole theme for the show. Uh, you pick the guests that come on. Yeah. And my job is really just to make your, not only your vision, like, real to you but it's also 
supposed to be like an enhanced version. It's supposed to be like yeah, better yeah. than what you would have pictured. For, and it usually, yeah, nine times out of ten, it's it's above. But ten times out of ten, it's uh, there's never been a time where you haven't like let me down. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you, you don't ever let me down. So I appreciate. And that. I have like full faith, like letting Jake just do his thing and like record. And I know he's gonna get the angles. I know he's gonna get all the shots. Like I, it's it's so nice to just not have to worry about that and just like let it be. You know and just focus on this and just be able to talk and like, yeah, because, because it's a whole nother side. It is. And that's yeah. your job. Like your job is not to stress about edits. Yeah. It's not to stress on like the production stuff. Like, Oh, but we do. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. We're a two man crew. Yeah. But like once we get some more people involved and we get some people on board and build a yeah, team, yeah. it will definitely run a so lot just, smoother. Yeah. Just to explain like our process. So like, cause a lot of people ask like, what's, why does it take so long to get an episode out? Cause we've probably got, five people in the bank right now that are, that haven't been released and they're just in the editing bay and so what happens is i'll i'll record the audio and then um i'll give it to or we record the audio on the on the mix cast take that audio put it in the logic I, I edit that put it on soundcloud and then jake will edit the video to that audio so it's a long fucking process super long <laughs> and we all work um fucking full-time jobs you know so we're yeah, we just happen to be working overtime right now. Yeah, yeah. So like in the summertime, we're we're literally working sixty-hour weeks, and then we get off of work, literally come straight up here, set up, and so I mean we're we're putting in probably hundred-hour weeks, probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah, probably yeah. When you when you think about it. Yeah. So I mean, it's definitely like night and day. Yeah, so you falling asleep with the laptop is like yeah. it's not out of the ordinary. Yeah. And it sucks because even when I get to the position where like I am trying that hard and I still fail, like I still like am either like late or like something's just not right and I got to go in and fix it. Mm -hmm. It bugs me to the point where I feel like I have to stay up. Like I can't really finish. That's but how I, I feel but sometimes. It, but I also feel like even though I did stay up all night and trying to get it done like if it doesn't come through the way that i expect it to or the way that it needs to be by mm -hmm. this like time it, it's one of those things that it it just like it feels like you don't do enough yeah it feels like i didn't do enough and i don't ever yeah. want to fail like one of my clients yeah and i always try to be as transparent as possible with everybody well, you have to be i mean honesty is the best policy and like yeah. just like the other day when you told me we we lost two episodes yeah is what the fuck it is you know yeah. it's not a it's it's horrible it sucks but we move on and yeah you know we don't sit there and dwell on it you know yeah, it, it sucks that like technical errors happen but yeah like honestly the more you shoot and the more that you produce the more likely it is to happen if you mm -hmm. produce every once in a while or you shoot every once in a while yeah. Chances are, like, you're not going to see it too much, but when you get in the habit where you're doing it every week right. and you're just flowing, like, technical errors happen, and there's some times where you can recover, like, whatever it is that you lost, and there's some times where you right. have to accept that it's gone. Yep. You tried your best, and there's, like, really nothing that you can do about just it. Just like our Lote project that we did. Yeah, <laughs> it was, no, yeah. It was, I mean, that's a pr prime example right there. We went around and did the, this whole project and filming different Lote stands and go to upload it, and just a, was a format issue. Um, I don't remember what happened on that one. I, something like that. I don't actually remember yeah. exactly what well, happened. We, we that lost that footage. So, like you're saying, I mean, it just happened. It probably was a formatting issue. Yeah. yeah. It, some, it, sometimes you'll plug the SD card in and everything will be fine. And that's the moment that you need to drag the shit off. And mm -hmm. I, I learned time and time again, like, because sometimes, like, you just kind of think that the SD card's going to hold it like a hard drive will. Yeah. Because some people actually use SD cards for hard drives, which, which is very unreliable. 
and I've learned it because I've done it and you you will lose files and it sucks. It feels like everything that you did was just, just like, for nothing. Yeah, a yeah. wasted effort. Wasted time, and, wasted effort. And then if you do something for a friend or like you do something for a client and you disappoint them, that's like one of the worst feelings ever. I hate disappointing people, especially people that I'm really trying to like give a good service to. Yeah. And sometimes you got to explain it to them and sometimes they won't understand. But there's a lot of people that will show you grace and they'll they'll let you try again. Well, I think that's why we make a good team though, because we both hold ourselves up to that that standard. Like we don't yeah. want to let anyone down, you know. And, yeah. And really, there's not too many people like to let down, but yeah. it, it sucks when when you do do that. It does. But a lot some people don't give a shit. And they'll just be like, ah, oh, whatever, you know. Yeah. Like, but I think the people that you know give a fuck are the ones that really go somewhere in life. Absolutely. Yeah. Get no, you, somewhere. You have to care. <clears throat> like if you don't care, then you're pretty much like doing it for nothing yeah like why why half-ass it yeah and honestly like you have to remind yourself sometimes like why you started and what you do it for because yeah. really like just some some of the things that you deal with some of the obstacles that like come in the way like when it comes to production some of them are good enough to where you or like big enough to where you don't want to go through that again. oh for sure yeah, and, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, fuck that. and there's some of them that or some things that you go through that you just like it's gonna happen again and you have to accept that it's gonna happen again. Yeah, yeah. And there's some things that you can fix to where they never happen again, but you're always gonna run into errors and issues. It's always something, dude. I mean, yeah. you could forget a light or just forget one cord or forget your mic cable. I mean, yeah. little things like that, or it could be a SD format. Yeah. I mean, just any number of things. Yeah, it'd be short like one battery. Oh, or, or yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be the worst, yeah, dude. Like, has yeah. that happened to you? Yes. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I've I've had it happen like during a live show, like one of the biggest like Oh my god. One of the biggest concerts that I ever filmed. I didn't have enough battery and <sighs> it was it was whack. I only had like a there was all the big names like from Dallas were there. Yeah. And there was no way for me to like film them i did i was going back to the green room and like charging my camera yeah. and like running around people that were getting drunk and like trying to see hoes and like mm -hmm. like talk about who they are and like shit like that and there's a lot of people there man like the show was cool but it just sucked because um also i wasn't aware that this was like the biggest concert like somebody literally an artist just hit me up and said hey i'm performing and then oh by the way like the day of like this is what it was, but to be fair, I was told prior. I just didn't realize that this is what they were talking yeah, about yeah. at the well, time. Well, I mean, you do a lot of things, dude. Yeah, like, you've got a lot of gigs going. Yeah, on. and when I got there, I was like, "Oh, this is big." Yeah, this is more, more, <laughs> than, more than you were expecting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, is that the one you did with Honey Banks? Yes, yeah, that's what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, and I appreciate it, honey. Like, I really appreciate you having me out and like believing in my hustle and like. Uh, supporting what I do, I support you 100%. And yeah, shout out, Honey Banks. Yeah, look forward to working with you again. Yeah, it's tight, man. Yeah. Well, um, so she goes down to the surge sometimes, and you you fuck with the surge a lot. Yep. What's what's going on with them lately, man? Uh, they just been like doing family stuff. Yeah. Um, they um they haven't. I I think I talked to them over the weekend, and they just haven't been like putting shows out. Right. Uh, they've been doing family stuff. Their daughter just graduated high school, and that's another uh, show y'all should look into. Yeah, the Surge. DFW. DFW. Yeah, they're legit. They have a lot of uh, independent artists on. They have a lot of pretty popular artists on. Yeah, yeah. It's just another platform. They'll play your music. They're really friendly about playing music and supporting local artists. So right, right. They've had people from Dallas. They've had people from California. They've had people from like all over the all over the nation i didn't know show. that yeah that's tight yeah 
and it all started with Boogie James. He was their first guest. Was he really? Yeah. I didn't know that either. Yeah. Damn, they started that with Boogie? Yep. How long have they been doing that? Do you know? They haven't been doing it too long. It's been a few years. I don't know exactly how long, but uh, I think they'd be good to have on if you ever want to like talk to them. I'll talk to anybody. Yeah. You know, you know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're cool. You could go on their show too. Fuck yeah, dude. I'd, I'd be down to. I, I love going on other people's shows, man. Yeah. Like the first one that we did with David, like a long time ago, like that was like the first little spark of like this whole podcast itch that I had. Yeah. And ever since then, I've just been like wanting to do this and now that we're doing it it's 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 fucking awesome honestly like dude yeah it is Push Radio Mondays 6 to 8 and you can stream it online at knwin.com slash now and honestly man just like to see the progression like cause I know right now we have like 5 episodes that are released yeah. but we're way more like deep than 5 episodes oh yeah yeah and just to see the progression and like the people are gonna see the progression too right just to see the progression and see you with the guests and like where you started from where we both started from, like with the production. I think every episode like, is better and better. It is. Honestly. Yeah. And, and we're making an effort to really push it and make it better. Yeah. And, and really like up, up, I guess, like what we did last week. We want to like Oh, every that. time. Yeah. yeah. And I really like try to get like interesting people on here. Like yeah. if I'm not interested in them, I don't think anyone else is really going to be interested in them, you know? Yeah. And so I, I genuinely try to get like people that are – doing something too because you can't just talk to anybody that's not really doing anything and like people like like you you're one of the most busiest dudes i know <laughs> as far as like constantly like doing something or working or shooting something but i, I don't know you, you seem to like not have a, a an off switch sometimes yeah it sucks sometimes yeah like sometimes i really do want to have an off switch because like like i don't know man the shoots you got to take them as they come yeah it's kind of like I don't know. It's like sports money, kind of like it's right. Not, it may not be there forever. Yeah, yeah. The goal is to like make your business last, but it's one of those things where like this month may dictate whether or dictate whether or not I pay bills for next month. Right, and right. next month could be a. So little you got to take slower. every gig. You got to take everything, yeah. and you got to kind of fit it into your schedule. And it sucks because there's some people that you want to see. Uh, sometimes you want to hang out with your family. Yeah. Like sometimes you just want to kick it, spend some time to yourself. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's also a blessing because you could be doing nothing. And I remember right, right. when I like really was doing nothing and just sitting around wanting a gig or wanting an opportunity. Yeah, yeah. And it's I, I just look at everything like it's a major blessing. Like I think even it, even though you have to sacrifice. For sure, for sure. Ever since you branded yourself and had the whole Jake digital media thing, I feel like you've been busy ever since. Yeah. You've had a gig, like, ever since, you know? And, and I think that's what it really took was to, like, brand yourself in that way. Yeah. And really put yourself out there and get a logo and, you know, putting the stickers up everywhere, passing them out. Like, it, it really does. Like, advertising really works. It really does, man. And my homie that really helped me with the branding was Gabriel. Shout out to Gabriel Wolf Studio. Yeah. He, he did me a solid because uh, Rob, he did my original logo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was, like, it, it just... It, 
wasn't 100% finished and I just needed something to be like polished and finished. Yeah, yeah. And um, I was using it for a while because it's like really like all I had and he did me a solid by doing it and I really, I still appreciate it to yeah. this day. But um, but Gabriel, like he, he gave me a few options and um, I, just, I remember when you were flipping through the, yeah, the couple options you had. Yeah, I just went through him because uh, he's a graphic design homie that I met over at the Art Institute. Right, right. Uh, whenever I was going there, he was going there. And me and him just kind of clicked. He's from Garland, like he's from the area that we grew up in. So yeah, yeah. Uh, he knows a lot of the same people that we know. He just, he's really dope with the graphics. I think a logo is such a big deal, dude. Like that's, yeah. it's, it's kind of a make or break thing. Like with the what's up with that logo, I, I drew it. Yeah along like 10 years ago and then um wasn't really happy with it. like you said it's kind of like half-assed done like and then so shout out kurt i appreciate it thanks for hooking me up with the logo appreciate that um so he he, he actually messaged me or messaged kenzie and was like hey send me whatever you got i'll do a logo for you guys and and ever since then dude i mean it, we've branded the show with it we've made stickers out of it you know and i, I think it fits the show perfectly it does man. it really does it does and it's a dope logo there's those are some dope stickers yeah i like the fire effect and i kind of like the it's almost kind of like a like wash tie-dye yeah yeah way. like yeah, it's a really fair. cool texture i dig it yeah I, I think it fits the show perfectly me too man it's it's because it, like i said that logo is is it, that's what makes it and that's what becomes that recognizable thing to people and they're like oh yeah I've, i'm starting to see that everywhere you know and yeah you shout out Shout out Ricky Mitchell. Thank you for putting a couple what's up with that stickers on your guitar, dude. It's so <laughs> sick. Like he's got one right on the front and then like right on the side. Hell he's yeah. got the big one down the it's shout out Ricky, man. Yo, shout out Ricky. Yeah. Like Rick. Yes, sir. That dude inspired me so much when he came over, dude. Like yeah. it, it really made me I was like, dude, I need to start playing what the fuck I wanna play. Yeah, dude. He, that dude does what he wants. One hundred percent. And I can tell you guys kinda hit it off a bit. Like yeah, you yeah. guys really like clicked over the guitar. I'd love like I still wanna have him come over and like jam and shit and yeah. And all that. I, I literally wanna have him work on my guitar. Because <laughs> he, he was like, Oh, your shit's busted up. So <laughs> I can fix it. Yeah, yeah. I want him to take a look at it for oh, me. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what's up, man. Yeah, no, like Gabriel, he just he really hooked it up. He not only did he just make a graphic, mm -hmm. but he he really just uh, I just want to finish what I was saying about yeah. him because uh, uh, he really did me a solid on that. He it's a, he, he sent me some pictures that um that that had the logo like up on a sign or like up, oh I remember yeah, yeah you showed on, me those on, on a piece of clothing yeah so yeah you kind of get like an idea of like what that's it would a look good like idea on something yeah and that that really kind of changed my perspective and he gave me a few like options and I just ended up going with the J like with a little triangle because the triangle I went from the play button to the triangle because it's like a whenever you draw like a like a camera grid or whatever like a little sheet or whatever mm -hmm. that has all the camera like angles and where they're set up at yeah um basically like that's the symbol for the camera so oh i got you that's what the little triangle is all right so that's the inside info right there yeah it's yeah. like a little easter egg like I didn't not know so that. people are gonna know yeah about it. but yeah he hooked that one up like shout out to gabriel for he sure man. logo is everything dude yeah and he did the website too so oh yeah not only does he do uh like graphic design but he also does web design he knows how to code and everything i mean that's a good graphic designer who someone who knows to like I'm gonna put it on some shirts and put yeah. it on put it on a billboard so you can kind of get a feel for it, you know. Like that, that's a good thoughtful, yeah. like piece of uh, work for you, you know. Yeah, man, he went all out. Like he he yeah. treated it like it was like his thing almost. Like he treated it like I 
like I'm not a graphic designer. I can kind of get like an idea of what I want, mm-hmm. but he's one of those people. It's kind of like with like what I do. Like I have a vision, but he's the one that makes it like above and beyond yeah. what I even yeah. thought about. He's the one that has the knowledge. And well, that's why you go to someone else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's the whole point of going to someone else is because it's beyond your wheelhouse. Yeah, and it's cool because other people like see things differently mm-hmm. than you do, and they might be able to look at you and your life, and they might see a whole brand, and they might know what fits you, and you may not be able to see it. Yeah. You know, like because you're you're not really looking at yourself. You're just trying to get the work done. For sure. And so it's good to go through other people and yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you got to go get that professional work. If you, they, they say if you want something done right, do it yourself. But at, at some point, you got to just give in and let the professional handle it sometimes. Dude, absolutely, you know? absolutely. Especially if you know, like, you, this just not your thing. Like, you've tried. But, he, but sometimes, man, like, it's not really even worth trying because, one, it's not really an interest, so you're kind of forcing it. Yeah. And then also um, – your time is pretty important. Like, it's taking you away from your, your craft, your job, your hustle. So it's just more time that's taking you away from, like, achieving your goals. Absolutely, dude. So, I mean, and time is everything. It is. Well, let me ask you, dude, so what's time like for you? <laughs> Man, it's, it actually switches up. Like, there's some sometimes mm-hmm. where I experience it where it feels real slow. Yeah. It's like whenever you're waiting or, like, anticipating something, like, right, it seems right. like it can move pretty slow. But, um for the most part, it moves quick. I notice my days move slow, my weeks move quick. Yeah. Uh, before I know, it's been like two months. Mm-hmm. It's been like a quarter of a year, and I f- yeah, I'm the same, dude. Like yeah. my some, like my days, my days will kind of drag on. Yeah. Some days, some days fly the fuck by. Yeah. But mo- for the most part, like it's it's just going so quick, man. Yeah. I feel like these months fly by now. Yeah, they do. It's wild. Yeah. It's a trip, man, how fast everything is moving nowadays. And just, it just seems like the, the speed of life is just, like, accelerated so much, too. Like, everyone is just moving so fast. And, like, if, if you can't keep up at this certain RPM with people, you're not successful. Yeah. And not only that, they won't fuck with you. At all. Like, if you're not keeping up with, like, what the trends are or you're not keeping up with even just, like, your social media mm-hmm. and stuff, like, people treat it like you're not even there anymore. Yeah. And back in the day, it was, like, people – reflected they took time to rest Mm -hmm. and now it seems like everybody's just on the go and they're trying to move on to the next thing that's gonna like i guess get them to or like bring them closer to what they're looking for they might have like some urge or something that they they gotta like i don't know they gotta get a bunch of like notifications all the time like there's there's people that really struggle with shit like that oh for sure dude and like people get addicted to the that little dopamine. Yeah, dose. that's what it is. Yeah, you, you get that little notification and it, it, yeah. it releases that dopamine, and you get addicted to that feeling. Yeah, and you can get it through social media. You can get it through like uh, relationships. Yeah, yeah. You can get it through just eating food. Like, there's a lot of things that that people run to to kind of like make themselves feel better. For sure, dude. I think social media is one of the the, the more detrimental things, though, yeah. to people, because like you, it, it makes you like not move, and you, you need to be active and like doing things, and it makes you it fucks your head up because you sit there and compare yourself to other people and like spend too much time on it. And, yeah, I think it's really detrimental. <laughs> like you, got, you got to spend like, like you told me yesterday, you took a little social break. I have to. You know, like rough days, yeah. days where you're just like drained. Like mm-hmm. you got to. Yeah, I don't ever do that. No, I think I need to. Yeah, 
No, I didn't used to, and then I found myself, I was getting sucked into, like, the social hole. Yeah. Like, I, I started caring too much, and then I w a lot of the people that I worked with, like, in the film industry, and not only that, but just in video in general, they feel like you got to post, like, every day, got to post, like, five times a well, day. Well, that's what they say. got to put all your business yeah. out there. And to be honest, like, days that I don't necessarily use social media, like, I might get ahead on the app. And I might gain some followers and I might, which is great. Like it's great for promotion, great for business, great for building connections. But I don't find my identity in that. Like yeah. I, I try not to identify with how many followers I have, how many likes I got on this yeah, post. Yeah, yeah. Because I have some posts that have like over a thousand views and like I have a bunch of people on there that liked it and commented it. And uh, it, it did pretty good. And I have some that only got, like, 10 views, like, yeah, 35. Yeah, mine's the same, dude. Yeah, and... And like, you'll sit there and put, like, some time into this reel yeah. or whatever, and then you yeah. just doesn't perform like you want. Yeah, man. And I haven't really been on Facebook much. I'm going to start getting back on. It's just that I've been struggling with some things, like, in life, and I've kind of been trying to find, like, who I am as yeah. an adult. And... I think it's I've, good to be off Facebook, dude. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm so anti-Facebook. Like, Facebook is the worst one to me. I, I quit yeah. using that probably seven or eight years ago yeah. I, I got off because I, I couldn't stand how it was making me feel to just read everyone's opinion all the time yeah and it's that's so it's bad turned into. it's all it is it's everyone's yeah. opinion and i even like twitter ain't even as bad as that and twitter's fucking no rules yeah you know but facebook is just so like everyone's so passionate and like fuck you if you don't believe what i believe and just it's, it's too much man i couldn't deal with it so i got the fuck off facebook and yeah. recently just got back on instagram posting and shit like when we started this just to build this up you know yeah. but i think social media is just really fucking a lot of people up yeah in a bad way no i i think so too man i think there's a good side to it there's like a responsible way to do it but you got to treat it kind of like it's almost like a drug or like it's alcohol like yeah. you gotta kind of like limit it you can't really get too engulfed in it because uh, it can wreck your life too like if you spend all your time on it it's just like spending all your time just doing anything else that's not getting you ahead yeah. and it might get you ahead on the app there's a lot of people that are really well known on the app that will just be honest with you and they're they're even people that are famous that will tell you that they're really just not making a lot of money off of it. Yeah, That's yeah. why everybody's, like, doing TikToks and shit. I mean, dude, TikTok's the, the move now, it seems yeah. like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, fuck, we made one. Or yeah. we have one for the show now, so and they're go smart. follow us on TikTok. Hell yeah. What's up with that? Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, man, uh, the TikToks are cool because I, I like that feature that you showed me where you can put it on multiple platforms. Yeah, yeah. That's really the, the, the coolest thing I've noticed so far about TikTok. And I've only been on there for a little while, so back the fuck off. <laughs> I feel yeah, I'm coming. I've been on there. I'm I, you know what I'm saying? It. Like, like I feel I'm coming. But anyway, um, I've only been on there for a little while. But the coolest feature seems to be like I, I know Instagram does it too. But uh, TikTok, there's so many more things that you can like um, promote on and post to, and it, it's immediately after you make the TikTok, it'll it'll let you go into the other things and post there too. So just just that ease of access and that alone for me is a cool feature. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it seems like a dope platform. I'm honestly going to get on there and see what's up with it. It's kind of like I, I literally do the Joe Rogan post and ghost. Yeah. I don't watch videos on there. Dude, it's, I don't know. It just seems like a time suck to me. Yeah, and it kind of is, mm -hmm. especially if you don't really have a lot of time to begin with. Like if you're, you have a schedule that you have to really prioritize yeah. your time to things that are really important to you. 
if it's not that important to you, then it j- it is what it is. Yeah. And it could be important to you, but it could not, or it could just be something that you're not willing to sacrifice for something else. Yeah, so, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but, so, oh, my bad. No, I was just going to, tell me about, uh, what's it like being born on uh, the summer solstice and the uh, go skate day? Because <laughs> you, you know you're born on the uh, the hottest day of the year every year, right? Yeah, the hottest day of the year, yep. uh, a lot of, like, I don't know, man. Uh, There's a lot of swim parties. Like, I bet. I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're yeah. going to the pool. <laughs> my grandma had a pool, and we always did it over at her house. Oh, I bet. So, yeah, there's a lot of swim parties, a lot of ice cream, yeah. like a lot of summer food. But it's it's pretty dope, man. Like, you kind of get the, like, if you're into, like, astrology and shit, I guess, like, um, you kind of get the best of both sides of, like, Gemini and Cancer. And uh, you're technically a Cancer, though. But, um but it's it's cool cuz like obviously I identify with skateboarding a lot. I spent most of my life skateboarding. Yeah. And the fact that when I learned that it was Go Skateboarding Day on June 21st like on my birthday, I was like, "Hell yeah." yeah. I was like, "Man, this is like what I'm meant to do. This is my thing." And I I still think it is. I I it's just different for me now than it was then. Of course. I mean, we've grown up, you know. I'm yeah. I I've always wanted to get like Jay Adams, you know, old school Jay Adams. Yeah. He used to have this tattoo that said "100 percent skateboarder." Right yeah, here. I, I want to get that same tattoo. Yeah, it's just because it's just who I am, dude. It's yeah. I'm 100 percent skateboarder. Yeah. Everything, everything about me is just skateboarding driven. Like anytime I talk to someone, I'm like, "This conversation is cool," but y'all know about skateboarding, <laughs> you know? Like y'all want to talk about something real cool, like yeah. you know? Yeah, like we don't want to talk about your football. Yeah, dude. I, you know, I, I can't stand yeah. it. And that's I, I like football. I like talking about football, but. I definitely know more about skateboarding. Yeah, yeah. If you want to have, like, a deep conversation with me, let's talk about something I know, you know? And I'll, I'll entertain your conversation. I'll sit there and bullshit with you. But, like, if you want to get deep in something, like, let's talk about something I know, you know? Yeah. Just like anyone else would talk about, you know, if they're into fishing or something. Yeah. They talk about fishing. You people that are into fishing talk about fishing all the time. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. a fucking, like, especially around here. Yeah, fishing's cool, though. Like, it's pretty dope. Yeah. So we're, we're about to go to Iowa in a couple weeks, and I know uh, – Kenzie's grandpa, he's going to make us go fishing. Yeah. Every year I catch, catch at least one catfish up there. Nice. A little Mississippi mud catfish, like like this big or so. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. No, that's cool, man. Not much of a fisher, though. Yeah. I, I haven't really spent a lot of time fishing, but I do enjoy it, and I know some people that do it, and I'll go with them every once in a while, but I don't really do it regularly. My cousin does it a lot, him and his dad, uh, they go deep sea fishing. And oh, that's cool. Yeah, they like go like for like swordfish. And- oh, hey. <laughs> Shit, it's hot outside. Well, good thing I got some liquid death. Y'all be sure to get you some liquid death. Stay cool out there. It's like 100 degrees outside right now. I'm sweating my ass off at work. Been trying to stay cool. Anyway, y'all get you some mountain water straight from the Alps. Skater owned company, so you know we're supporting it. What's up with that? They got the best merch in the game, everything from dog toys to clothing. Just got me a sweet shirt in the mail. You're going to see it in an episode eventually. Anyway, y'all check it out. Liquid Death. See, that would be tight. I'd be down for that. Yeah. But this, like, going to the creek and getting mosquito bit the whole time. (laughs) I'm just not with it, man. I don't know, man. Like, it's just not fun to me. Like, I'll go hang out with the homies and, like, you know, kick it for a little while, but it's it's not something I'm planning. Yeah. You know, like. I, I think for some people it's just, like, it's just therapy, like it's yeah. a way for them to kind of get away from things. Absolutely, people that have busy lives and mm-hmm. uh, people that just, I guess, are the type of people that want to spend some time to themselves. For sure, 
just be out in nature. Yeah. Like I get it. I see yeah. all the cool aspects to it. And it's just not yeah. me. I don't know. Yeah. I'd, ra- I'd rather go skate. Like I'm, I'm seriously like a land lover. Like land lover. I'm not a fucking like water person, dude. Like I'll go swimming and shit, but like it's it's not my thing really. I, yeah. I like to be on the ground, on concrete. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Flat surface. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't blame you, man. I um, I've kind of been wanting to get more into stuff like that though, because um, I recently, like not recently, but a couple years ago, I I've been wanting to like go camping and not oh, yeah. go camping, but like go bow hunting. And See, that'd be cool. I'd, I think I'd go do that. Yeah, and go hunt some elk. Mm-hmm. I know nothing about bow hunting. Yeah. I know a little bit about hunting elk, uh, and I just want to go see what I can do with it. Go, right. Go with some people that know what they're doing. Yeah. Just see well, you can hire a guide. Yeah. You know, uh, fucking Eric at work, dude. I mean, he'd, boy, you want to go bow hunting? You, you want to go bow hunting? Yeah, he'd fucking <laughs> take you out. <laughs> <laughs> tell you what. Oh, yep. shit. That guy's a trip, man. Yeah, dude. I just want to get into, like... I don't know, like, rather than, I want to eat, like, some elk steaks. Okay. And it'd be cool to be able to, like, eat, like, something that you actually did kill. Yeah. And it'd be cool to be able to, pr- like, learn how to provide in a way that is sustainable to where you don't have to go through, like, processed food. and For sure. Factory sources. Yeah. And shit like that. And just go to the store. It'd be cool to be able to, like, hunt it, preserve it, even, like, give it away to friends and mm-hmm. family members. And For sure, man. Like, I love when people have, a like, around here. They have chickens, and they say, hey, man, want some eggs? Yeah. Fuck yeah, I want some eggs. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. I, if I had some, some land or something, I think we'd have some chickens or something. Oh, yeah. You know? Dude, um, I had a teacher in high school. She recently invited me over to her house for dinner. and uh, Sounds weird. No, she was my math teacher. Like, she, yeah. Me and her were, like, she she understood me. Like, things, we were, we were pretty, like, solid. Right. But her husband was there. It wasn't, like, weird. <laughs> it was it was it was appropriate, you know. Yeah. But she genuinely just wanted to like have me over and yeah. like, talk with the family. And her husband, like I learned a lot from him because he um he I forgot what he does like, but he's like a business man, I guess. Like okay. he he works like corporately and he has like an office job. But they have a little bit of land and they have livestock. They have like chickens and cows and. Um, like I don't know exactly what else, but they have they have some pigs I think. Yeah. And he basically just like broke it down to me and said, "Hey, like, in case like anything ever happens with that job, this is like how I was taught to provide for my family." Hell yeah. So not only is he like working a job, but he also is having a way to provide uh, financially. He can also provide like with like and stuff yeah. through that and I think it's a skill that he learned from like his father like his family so I think that's pretty cool yeah yeah they're um, I don't know exactly where he's from but I know that she's from Lebanon so I don't know if he is either and I don't know if they were like yeah I probably shouldn't talk about it because I don't really know where he you know we didn't really have our <laughs> we didn't really have our dad in our life to like nah, teach us shit like that you know all. So. all the man stuff like legit like we had to figure it out like 100%. trial and error trial and error and dude. when you're a kid it puts you in a weird place because i don't know about you but it, you look around and it kind of makes you feel like everybody like all the other dudes have shit figured out it makes you feel like everyone has a leg up on you yeah and they have a um a more of an advantage at life than you yeah because they've got two people to go to yeah they've got two incomes in their household they've got two um sets of values being instilled in you it's not just one person, and you go through life really feeling like 
not not necessarily empty, but you feel like something's missing. Yeah. And you feel like there's a big fucking hole. And like, did, did you ever meet your dad? No. Me neither. So, uh, so we're the same. Dude, yeah. I, I never met the dude. He split when I was two weeks old. Yeah. Just dipped, never saw him. Yeah. Never heard. My mom tried to reach out to him when I was like five or something. He just didn't reply or whatever. Never. Sorry to hear that, man. Yeah, I mean, it's whatever. It's yeah. it, I'm, a, I'm a grown-ass man now, you know, and it's it, yeah. I've moved on, you know, it's... I think if he wanted to meet, I'd like sure, you know, but I'm not probably wouldn't try to build a relationship. Yeah. Just because there's so much, I don't want to say trauma, but there's just so much like there's 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 too much fucking backstory. Yeah. To like try to build a relationship now and yeah. like to try to come into my life and like be dad again, like dude, I'm I'm dad, I'm dad. Yeah. I have my own kids. Like. Yeah. It, just, it would just be weird to me. Would Would you meet with your dad? I would meet with him, but I'd be like you. I wouldn't. I, I, I'm not gonna say I wouldn't be open to a relationship. I just wouldn't be open to a uh, like father son. Yeah, th- that's that's more yeah. like it. Yeah. If we click. Like if we end up like he shoots pool and shit. Yeah. See, I that's cool. cool. Like I'd I'd fuck with him. Yeah, yeah. I I wouldn't look at him toward like I wouldn't look at him like in a way that I need like a mentor or, like need guidance. Right, right. And, and you, you figure it out yourself. Yeah, unless yeah. there's some adult shit that he knows like. Like, if he's just some financial wizard or, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like can help me, like, get my business to the next level, yeah. of course I'll listen to him and take his advice. But as far as, like, tying a tie and putting your, and shaving, shaving and, like, shit yeah. like that, no, nah, I got to figure it out now. Yeah, I used to cut myself all the time. Oh, dude, I mean, well, you have to figure it out yourself, Yo. man. It's not, I mean, it's, it's a really, like, stereotypical thing, but, like... When you're a dude, you don't have a dad. Like you gotta figure it out yourself, cause mom don't know how to do it. No. You know what I'm saying? And like you're the man of the house too. Yeah. And your mom also expects you to live by different principles than a lot of the men around you. Hundred percent. Like when you're at the house, mom almost gets intimidated of like your manhood. Like, I could I see that. I don't know about you, but like it happened with me a lot. Like there was an age where she could kind of like still tell me what to do. Yeah. And then very early, like around puberty, like got to the point where she realized like i can't really tell him what to do right like he's just kind of gotta like be i remember that moment i remember that moment with my mom too yeah it's a very specific moment because she realizes she's powerless yeah because i remember my mom like tried to spank me or something one time and i literally laughed yeah and that was the moment she was like oh fuck and that's when your dad's supposed to step in and beat your ass exactly (laughs) that's when dad's supposed to come in and be like okay boy like you know set you straight type shit But I don't think, you know, and that's another thing. Like, we never had that person to, like, that, like, true north, you know. Like, I, I don't know about you, dude, but I've, I've always felt, like, pretty lost as far as, like, what to do. And, like, there's never – my mom really isn't that involved in my life either. And so, like, it's it's kind of, like, figure it out on your own, you know, and do, find your own lane type shit. And it, I find a lot of, like, um, comfort in that, but I also find a lot of, like um, – I'm seeking something I'll never find. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they're like there's like this weird like void that's just not going to get filled. It's not going to like it's how the fuck do you deal with that? Like I Yeah. It's it's a weird fucking thing. It's like you you got to be like especially when you have kids like for me like I try and stay like positive and like well like I can't go back and like what would my dad do? What did he do in this situation? Yeah, you know exactly. that Exactly. It, and it's trial and error. Yeah, it is 100%. All you can really tell them is what you had to do. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of kids that have parents that were like that, that they just tell them what they know, 
and it it happens a lot because there's a lot of people that do grow up with single parents and um i guess like because i i kind of feel the same way i feel like there's a void or like there's a there's something that's just never gonna get answered it's almost like a question that's there that's just never gonna get answered. yeah that's a great way to put it i have friends that have dads that um they they've been working at jobs for like 20 30 years and as soon as their kid gets out of high school they can put them on where they work yeah and um or like they might have a business and they can hand it down to their their son take the last name i'll tell you right now dude if if chris wasn't my stepdad Mm -hmm. none of us would have a job yeah none of us you'd be right and that's i mean that's really like a, a saving grace in my life that he was that he put me on and I was able to put my friends on and, and yeah. you know like yeah if I didn't if I didn't have that one thing right there like he he's been like the male figure in my life the most really yeah you know and it's like he's really been like dad quote unquote you know yeah and he yeah yeah now he did you a solid and you can tell that he has a lot of respect for you because like even like, cause I remember you've told me times where you've kind of like uh, slipped up and like kind of gone off on him and yeah, been, yeah. Like, disrespectful towards him and stuff. And there's been times where he's been disrespectful towards you. Absolutely. Like it just the fact that he just wants you around or like trust that you can yeah. still do the job after like all the time that you've spent there and all the time that you spent with him. It just shows like how much he actually like or what he thinks of you and like what he values and how much he actually does care about you. He cares. I I know he cares. Like he he wouldn't keep me around if he didn't care like that. Yeah. I don't think. And he puts up puts up with all of us. Yeah, right. (laughs) And we're a fucking circus. Yeah. Me and Jake work together and a couple of our homies work together too. Shout out Vince. Shout out Tim. Shout out Tony when you're there. Shout out Preston. Yeah. Yeah. When you're there. (laughs) Part time. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if Preston watches this or not. I he think does. I mean, he. I think he does. Like, he keeps up with it, and at work, he's always like, "What's up with that?" Yeah, I got to record him saying that one. I keep. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. I want to make like a little bumper of just everyone saying it. Yeah, he showed me somebody today that we should have on the show. He's an artist. He does a lot of like colored pencil like sketches. Oh no way! He also has a clothing brand, and um, I forgot his name. I think it's Marcus or Marcos. Uh, like starts with a like El Alvarado or something like that. Okay, but get with him though and see. Yeah, like he he showed me some of his work and it was pretty dope. He's just a pencil artist. Yeah, he's like a sketch artist. That's he tight. does like colored pencils and I think he does uh like oil paintings. And yeah, dude, I, I definitely want to get like artist, it, generally just interesting people to come on the show. So hit me up if you if you. I have people like message me and be like, how can I get on the show? Just hit me up. It's that simple. It's that simple. I'm literally looking for people all the time. Yep. I'm, we're booked up till, I don't know when this is going to air, but we're booked up till mid-July right now. But that's like a a, a solid month out. Um, yeah. Yeah, don't think he's not looking. Yeah, yeah, def- definitely. He's always looking. Yeah. There's been a couple of people like, should I hit him up? Yes, you should definitely hit him up. Please, please, please. Don't Don't be shy. I don't bite. Yeah. <laughs> I'm don't just, be scared. yeah don't be scared i'm approachable yeah <laughs> i know it looks a little off-putting sometimes i'm i'm approachable i promise <laughs> choking on the death <laughs> it's gonna kill you <laughs> <laughs> this stuff is pretty good though man. it's mountain water dude so i learned i learned uh the other day that uh 
it has more electrolytes than smart water. Oh, for real? It's um, alkaline at, at an eight, so it's 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 better than any fucking water you can buy, really. Like like Fiji smart water, all those are like kind of top of the line, like Voss, all that shit, and yeah. it's literally right up there with them. Oh, okay. I, Do you think they should probably start mentioning that? It's on their website, dude, yeah. and like I, I don't know, like I think so. Liquid Death needs some commercials like they need some airtime dude so did you see i think i showed you with their their logo got fucking like some some a uh, record label ripped off their logo the the skull logo right here yeah uh some what was it like nuclear blast records or something mm-hmm. and they they b- basically copied this like a face getting blown away and so liquid death called them out on their instagram like put them on blast like hey <laughs> this company's stealing our shit and they're like joking around with them and then like they took it seriously and they're like oh fuck y'all like blah 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 all this shit and liquid death is like we were just kidding like we weren't gonna get lawyers or nothing but like if you want to be like that we can now we see how you feel yeah (laughs) i just thought that was funny man yeah nah man definitely like you gotta be careful like how you approach things like business wise like you really gotta be careful about like what you say and what you do because something that you might be, like, screwing around about or, like, something that you may not think is a big deal might be a big deal to somebody else. And oh, for sure. You really don't know what somebody, what people are thinking about. Well, that's the whole, like, driving force behind cancel culture. Yeah. And you got to be careful about what you say because you don't know who you're going to offend. Yeah, you know? yeah. You know, you do. And I don't know, man. I think that everybody has the right to speak on their behalf. Oh, yeah, yeah. However they want to choose to speak on their behalf. But I think that when it comes to business – you definitely have to be strategic with it. Like, mm-hmm. you can't just reveal all your cards and you can't, can't just, like, say everything all at once. Yeah. Like, you, And you have to be careful about what you say because, um, like, it's not necessarily, I don't know, it's not really necessarily about, like, offending people because, like, you're really going to offend somebody with anything that you say. There's somebody that's not going to like what you're saying. But it's really just making sure that you're sure of what you're saying and it's clear and like you said it exactly how you meant it yeah like that's, that, that's a big thing because some people like because i've done it too like you'll say some shit and it sounds like something or it sounds like you meant it in a way that you didn't mm-hmm. and it could just be like like the tone of voice or it could be like the words that you chose yeah i'm bad about that yeah because I'm, I'm bad about just choosing the words yeah and then people think i'm mad or like yeah being hostile like i just I just poor choice of words. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, yeah, my bad. My sorry, bad. I'm cussing like crazy. It's just I'm just yeah. I don't know. No, it happens, man. And like, relationships are really important. Like, people really only hire you if they like you. Yeah. It has nothing to do with like how skilled you are. It's basically like how your relationship. Yeah, is dude. Hundred percent. And um, yeah, no, it's it's very important. And I think that I've been, because I used to talk to people crazy. Like, I'm not going to front. Like, I'm not going to pretend like I didn't. I used, <laughs> I, I used to talk real crazy. But I've I've learned that it's not necessarily the best way. It's mm. not bad. Be- it's, like, not good for either side. It's not. Like, you're going to end up hurting somebody, and then you're going to end up being, you're going to suffer too. For sure. And then you're going to think about it and be like, man, I feel bad because I really shouldn't have said that to yeah. him. And well, I have a problem with being the guy who takes it too far. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, because I'm like, oh, you want to go? Yeah. Oh, let's fucking go. Challenge. Yeah, are you challenging me? Because I guarantee I'm going to win. Yeah. I guarantee I'm going to win. Like, oh, this yeah. this is not, like, don't fucking try me. You know, like, if you want to argue, you're looking at the champ. Like, yeah. don't fucking come at me. Like, yeah. this, this is it. And it. Like, when it happens at work, my my heart just starts racing immediately. And I know that's, like, 
it's not good, dude. Like, I, and I, I'm sitting there, like, trying to calm myself down, trying to just chill out and, like, telling myself, like, it's not worth it, dude. Just yeah. calm the fuck down. Just calm the fuck down. Like, e- even, like, this morning I had to fucking tell myself that, like, dude, it's not worth it. Fuck it. Just let it go. Yeah. Um, yeah, but. It's a hostile place up there, dude. It, it's super hostile, and it's hot. And mm-hmm. I think that, like, when you get a bunch of, like, and it's majority, like, like predominantly, I'm not necessarily going to say, like, alpha male, but I'm going to say, like, cause there's, there's some dudes that aren't alpha, but, like, for the most part, like, it's a bunch of dudes together working in uncomfortable environments <laughs> yeah. and uncomfortable situations. Yeah, so everyone's just already irritated. somebody's toes. Yeah, like, dude. it's just going to happen. Like, honestly, dude, like... It's uh, like it's hard to describe, but it's it's just a bunch of dudes like with attitudes, pretty much. Yeah. Like nobody really wants to be like I don't know. Everybody's trying to get their money, do their job. Nobody really wants to be there. Yeah, you know, like hundred percent. Like everybody's always trying to like leave mm-hmm. and like do the least amount of work possible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know yeah. the vibes. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, come on. I came up just like y'all did, man. Yeah. Like. Uh, no, no, it's cool. We can talk about it. Yeah, I came up just like y'all did, man. Yeah. I, I would try and do the least amount of work as possible, you know? I mean, yeah. get away with what you can. Yeah. But I think anyone does that at any job, right? I mean, they, who yeah. really gives a fuck about their job? Yeah. I mean, honestly, who really gives a fuck about their job anymore? Unless you have, like, a career that you built and, like, you're, you're self-sustaining it, who the fuck gives a fuck about their sonic job? Yeah. No one. Well, you're working for people that don't really care about you. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're, you're basically just using you're trading your your time for money yeah and you're just using like what you can provide for them and you guys have like a contractual agreement like i agree to do these tasks that you listed and you agree to pay me every week Mm -hmm. and me personally when i'm at work i don't really like to sit idle like it actually bothers me to stand there and like stare at the wall because i always feel like i could be doing something else or i feel like I'm either not doing enough because I'll see a bunch of people working yeah. and I'll try to like step up the skill set, maybe like do something that I don't really know how to do. But that's how you learn, though, yeah. honestly. Like, I, yeah. I think trial by fire is the best way to learn anything. Yeah. If you just get in there and put your hands on it. That's why, like, I always joke around at work. I'm like, you want to put my hands on it? Yeah. Because I'll get it done. You know, like it, yeah. you put your hands on it and you have a better understanding of what you're doing. And yeah, you just got to get in there and do it. You know? Yeah. And I like having my own project. Like, I like being able to, like, the other day when I was just uh, putting on all thread to the carrier yeah, yeah. and, like, trying to make all the copper, like, fit and everything. Like, that was fun, and it, it killed the day. Like, yeah. it, it made the time go by. Well, it's better, like, it's better than sitting there and just watching someone else work, being their cut guy or whatever, yeah. you know. Like, I hated that shit, dude. Yeah. I can't stand that. Like yeah, my first, I don't really like it either. No, <laughs> dude, my, my first couple of months, first couple of months I was in this shit. So, like, right around where you're at right now. Yeah. Oh, you're about a year now. But first couple of months, I told Chris, I was like, dude, I, I can't be someone's bitch. I, you got to line me out on something. I can handle it. You yeah. Know? Like, this shit is, this is too simple for me. Yeah. No, I, I have days where I feel like that. And then I have days also where I feel like, I just don't really, like, everybody's trying to get shit done. Mm. I don't want to get in the way. Yeah, so, yeah, of course, yeah. Like I know that but feeling. I can kind of sense now, like, when it's good to, like, have a day to where I can ask questions and have people, like, explain things. And then I know days where, like, I just need to get out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> just let people do their job. And I'll do my job, whatever y'all need. Right. Do you think it's easier working our job? Or do you think it's easier working, like, a... 12 16 hour shoot 
like on a production shoot like for your movie or something like what I what's say easier but i'll tell you what i'd rather do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <a> 16-hour shoot <laughs> i would put a yeah. let, let's say it like this like just being transparent 100 percent honest because that's my world i'm comfortable and the mm-hmm. way that you can look at something on the job site and say well this needs to be done this needs to be yeah done. when i'm on set that's how it is for me i can always find something to do mm-hmm. so a 16-hour shoot Versus an eight-hour workday, I would definitely pick the 16-hour shoot. Right, right. And it's basically just because it's something that I enjoy, and also it's something that I've, like, grown, like, a lot of skill in. I've spent a lot of time with it. For sure, dude. That's kind of, like, about as long as you've been, like, putting into plumbing, that's how long I've been shooting. Uh, seriously. So. I mean, it's, we, you, sh- yeah, I mean, yeah. I didn't think about it. You're right. I've been shooting for 13 years. Yeah, dude. So, I mean, it's kind of weird. Me and Jake had the same media teacher. So, we, we kind of think somewhat the same in media. And uh, shout out Miss Fonts, Rockwell High School. Yes. She was a great media teacher. She had a couple breakdowns in class, but... <laughs> um, we ain't worried about that. We ain't worried about that. We had a great time. <laughs> she, she taught us so much, and I really accredit to, like, my my video production and, like, the way that, like, the way I edit... Yeah. is all thanks to her. Yep, 100%. I would even say the way that we even have, like, the podcast set up. Yeah. Like, she, I learned multicam in her class. Mm-hmm. Like, I learned how to use switchboards. I was floor manager uh, for the little morning news show that we Yeah, did. yeah. I started on camera, and then she... I was the floor manager, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Hell yeah. I didn't That's know that. Up. That's what's yeah. up. That's tight. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, dude, she made me floor manager my sophomore year. So, freshman year, she doesn't let you touch cameras, like, mm-hmm. the first year. Uh, you just take a bunch of tests. Honestly, dude, I'm glad she did because I learned more in her class than I learned at the Art Institute. I bet, dude. Like, I was far above the kids or the people that went to the Art Institute when I started there. I already knew how to shoot. I yeah. knew about the rule of thirds. I knew how to frame. I knew how to focus. Or I knew how to, like, focus the shot. That was all her basics. Yeah, I knew about multicam setups. Yeah. We had an ENG class where we had to set up all that shit. I already knew how to set everything up where the camera should go. So and, you're just breezing through yeah, it. Yeah, like, I, I know everything on the camera diagram. I know what all the positions are, what yeah. people do. Yeah, dude, I've, I've uh, got the highest grades that I've ever made in art school. You I, see, I that's saying it. something, dude. Yeah. Like, it, it, like f- schooling is just not... Yeah, dude, I was in the high 90th percentile. I made the president's No club. shit. Yeah, I have a certificate. I made, it, made the president's That's club. dope, man. Hell yeah, that's the only time that I've made straight A's. That's crazy, because yeah. that's what you're passionate yeah. about. You know, and that's yeah. that's like kids these days, they go to school for fucking eight hours and they're just learning about shit they don't give a fuck about. Exactly. But then you put them in something that they care about and they excel in it. Yeah, they do. It's wild, man. Yeah, I think everybody should have the freedom to find that. You know? Yeah, no, 100%. Like, you, you've got to have that, that creative space or that whatever it is to, to hone that ability, you know? Yeah, and your parents should encourage it. Like, I know your parents, a lot of people have, like, plans laid out for mm-hmm. you and they think that they know what's best. I'm not saying don't try their plan. I'm just saying don't fully depend on it because the economy changes, jobs change, technology changes, and what you thought wasn't possible 10 years ago, today is possible. 100%, dude. Yeah. 100%. Things are really easy now, too. Yeah. They streamline so many things, and it's just so easy to, like, set up a camera now and start a show. Yeah. You know, I'm basically just... Like, look at all the ASMR people. They literally just set up a camera, and they're right here with a mic, you know? Yeah. Just that, That's their show. Yep. That's it. It's just them in a fucking backdrop. Yep. It's just so easy now. It is. 
it's easy to put yourself out there and it's really all all about you and like the relationships that you build with people yeah well tell me about the uh, your movie that you just got done or that you did a was it like a year ago now or two years ago uh it was about three years ago three years are you talking about the uh the horror one yeah yeah that yeah. was I'm trying to think of the name now because they they switched the name. It yeah, was, I forgot about that. It was Real Kills, mm-hmm. and then uh, the name got changed. I think to Teenage Wasteland, and they sell it at Walmart. It's like on Amazon, and no oh, shit, it's on Amazon Prime. I'm about they, to go buy it, they dude. Got full distribution on it. I didn't. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, Why are you so it, quiet it about that, dude? It's directed by Joseph Herrera, and um, I was. Uh, I wasn't DP on that. Jamie Maldonado was DP, but I learned a lot about yeah. like the director of photography position from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he kind of like mentored me a lot when we were on set and kind of showed me how to set everything up and make it, make it look cinematic. And he does like wedding videos and he does some of the most cinematic wedding videos. The company that he works for, they're known for doing cinematic wedding videos. Really? That's so their gets, whole thing. Yeah, he gets to put his like film spin, like the director of photography spin on mm. people's weddings and make their weddings make look, a movie. look like a movie. Yeah. yeah. But um, I I guess I was just like I wasn't really assistant camera. Oh yeah, I was cam op. That's what it is. Okay. I don't know why I'm tripping on this. Yeah. I was camera op. That's three years ago. So yeah. So yeah. basically, the director of photography, he turns the scripts into a storyboard or a visual, mm-hmm. and he's the one that comes up with all the shots based on what uh, this screenplay says. And um, basically, he had all the shots. He told me. He talks to me. Tells me what the shots are, and I just basically execute whatever he's saying. Yeah. And he got a lot of shots too. Like he got like all the big ones, like all the real cinematic ones. Um, but I was like either his cam B or um, like he he let me get some cinematic stuff too because he he I think he liked my B roll. He told yeah. me he did. He said he liked the way that I shoot. And it was really cool to work with him and yeah, learn from him. He's got some years in the game. He's a lot older. Well. Not a lot older, but he's a little bit older than I am. He's shaking a little more hands and yeah. on some more sets. So it was cool to learn from him a you lot. You got to learn from your peers, man, and yeah. people above you like that. Yeah, and I still keep in uh, contact with Joseph, too. Oh, cool. Joseph, he became a pretty good friend just from working with him. And he, he's really good with his business. He doesn't, like, rip anybody off. He makes sure that you're paid, like, right when you show up. It's not at the end of the day. It's, like, right when he sees you, he hands you the check. Oh, shit. Like, no questions asked, yeah. That's pretty cool. And, yeah, Not a lot of places are like that. Nah, nah. And he he's pretty legit. Like he's he's the one that wrote the script for Real Kills, mm-hmm. and it was it was a lot of fun to to shoot and everything. But he's pretty talented. He's produced some stuff since then, and uh, he's got to connect on distribution, so he's yeah. able to put it out like in a on like pretty big. Pl- it's uh, pretty cool, man. If it's yeah. in Walmart, you know, it's yeah. That's, that's one of the biggest distributors out there. Yeah, you he's, know? Got, he's actually in stores. It's not just online. Yeah. So he's got distribution and manufacturing, and you can actually get a case with yeah. Teenage Wasteland on it. Do you have one? I do not. Why do you not have an old copy? <laughs> I, I should. Yeah, yeah, you should have one. <laughs> <laughs> My bad, Joseph. <laughs> you ain't even got a copy of your own stuff. Yeah, you I just haven't on. even. I just haven't ran into it. Yeah. Like I've. But then again, honestly, dude, well, like, I, I just watch it on Amazon. Yeah, I was about to say, like, you probably just watch it on there, stream it or something. Yeah, yeah. and there's just kind of a thing. Like, I've, I've shown a couple friends, like, 
Um, I've sent them the link. I've watched it myself. Mm-hmm. And I just never even, like, it's not like I wasn't trying to get a physical copy. I just never really thought about it. Yeah, it's I get not, it. Well, it's, you know, it's like one of those things, man. Like, once you're done with the project, you just move on. Yeah. You don't think about it. Yeah, yeah. And really I was shooting a lot at the time. And yeah. right when I got out of that one, like, I was right on to another one. That's how it goes, Yeah, man. we were shooting, uh, we shot that one in Mejia. And then uh, I went from Mejia over to Sherman and shot, like, for a whole month over in Sherman and stayed, like, in a hotel. And it was me and Kel. And, um, like, we, we stayed out in Sherman for, like, three or four weeks until oh, no the project was yeah. done. And we did shoot, like, 16, 17-hour days. Oh, I bet. Every day. Did y'all have a, what was your call time? Uh, call time was 6.30 every, every morning. It's kind of like what we do. Yeah. Like, it's 6.30, and we wouldn't be off until, like, 9, 10 o'clock at night. What's that uh that food like though? They got a good, pretty good spread and catering and shit. Yeah, sometimes. they they did pretty good. Craft service. Uh, they had like sandwiches and stuff while we were on set. Yeah. But they bought us dinner every night. They bought us breakfast. See, that's cool. Yeah, and they get they let us choose like where we wanted to go for. Nice. So they gave us a budget for all that. So, they were really cool to work with. Um, that was Corey Morrison and, um, sorry man, I forgot you forgot your homie's name but he's pretty successful like he's a music producer okay and he got his whole budget for uh the film uh basically just by like his streams and what was the budget do you know i do not know the budget but it was big like uh they're originally going to shoot on a red and they ended up going with a sony yeah uh it was a pretty big budget you gotta have a pretty big budget to buy that red footage yeah and they're able to pay people like like five six hundred a day just what be there. Yeah. oh shit it yeah, might have been a million dollar budget it might have been like some of the guys that were there i know the audio guy his day rate i think was i think it was about 600 See, so, that's what we need to get you on yeah some 600 dollars <laughs> yeah like honestly um i'm just working on upgrading the setup mm-hmm. obviously if somebody reaches out to me with a budget like that I can go rent the equipment, yeah. but I eventually want to get to the point where I have the equipment, I have like a storage for it, right, right. and I can just have access to whatever. And But right now, like if somebody wanted to come with me or come at me with a budget like that, I, we could definitely do it. Yeah. But um, I really want to get into commercials and doing stuff like that because um, I, w- I still want to do the film stuff, but the commercial budgets are ridiculous. Oh, I'm sure. and they're quicker, and, it seems like, too. And I can have a, s- a studio set up at my house, mm-hmm. shoot, like, a sneaker ad or, like, a shirt or a hat or something. Oh, okay, okay. And I can meet with them strictly on the Internet. Like, yeah. I don't have to actually physically go shake their hand and right. like, introduce myself. They they can pick me off of, like, my website or my portfolio or what they see on Instagram. Yeah. And they can just email me what they need, and I can email them, like, the finished product and that's how a lot of people are doing it now and you don't even have to leave your house it's, it's back to how easy everything is now yeah I mean, you just email shit and don't even have to really talk to anybody be in the same room yeah dude you can have like portable studio grade lights well just like the animation that i just got done yeah. I, I did that all through dms on instagram yeah. like it was literally just dms yeah and it's probably a dude that sits there and does that all day all day yeah he just gets hundreds of them probably yeah and just makes it drag and drop into his already pre- his pre-made <laughs> templates and then just sends it. I know it, dude. Yeah. I, it's got to be that simple. No, it is. He's making so much money. Yeah, like what what you see, like whenever you pick one, is like the template pretty much. Yeah, and it just puts your shit. That's it. In the template. Mm-hmm. But his animations are dope, though. I think so. He, it's cool because he has like the sound effects with them and everything. Mm-hmm. So 
I think the one that you ended up getting, I think it works really good for the show. I think so, too. I've always had, like, a weird, like, thing with snakes, too. So, yeah, yeah it just all kind of fit in the fire and whatever. Yeah. Well, tell me about Muay Thai, dude. Who's been kicking your ass lately? Yeah, actually, I just had my first sparring day. Did you really? Yeah, I actually sparred, and I didn't know it was sparring day. Oh, no so, shit. Yeah. <laughs> you walked in there I blind. Just, I, I walked in because uh, I always do the Thai 30 class, and I always do the one-hour Muay Thai class. Yeah. So, and I didn't realize it was a sparring day. They do a sparring day, I think, once a month. Oh, you and, just happened to walk in. Random. It's always a Thursday, but it's like a random Thursday. Mm. And it was the first day back after I took like a week off, and I was broke because I wasn't getting a lot of sleep. It was the week that I was editing, mm-hmm. and um, or like just another week I was editing, really. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> but, any other week. Yeah. Didn't get but, much sleep, you know. I'm trying to balance the Muay Thai and the editing. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, I I went in. I always do the Thai 30, which is like a 30-minute workout nonstop. Like you have different stations set up. You switch stations. And um, it always kicks your ass. Like mainly when I tell you that it's kicking my ass, it's the Thai 30. Yeah. Like the Thai 30 will definitely kick your so ass. So it's literally 30 minutes nonstop? Nonstop. And uh, they have different stations set up. And you don't do it for like two minutes or three minutes. You literally switch when they tell you to switch. It's all random, so it confuses the hell out of your <laughs> muscles. So so they're trying to do the muscle yeah. confusion thing. Yeah, they, they have slam balls, which are the rocks. And uh, basically, they set up these cones, and you got to slam it three times and then switch, like pivot your hips and like sidestep to the next cone, slam it three times, and like so on until uh. they tell you to switch. And then they got hand ladders, which you're basically doing explosive push-ups like within a ladder. Yeah. And there's like 12 like steps to the ladder. So you're like one, two, three, four, five. That one's the hardest. I I, I haven't been able to get through that one yet, like fully. Um, I can get through the ladder, but I can't do it for like two minutes. (laughs) But I don't um, think I could. Yeah. But they and then they have like an hour Muay Thai class where they teach you like all the techniques you drill. And basically, we're kind of sparring every day, but the sparring, you can't back down. You can't say stop. Like, if somebody goes in or sees the opportunity to go in for the kill, you're going to get kneed. Like, you're going to get... Oh, shit. Did you get jacked up? Yeah, I got kneed in the face for the, uh, for the fir- yeah. first time. Not too bad. Yeah. No broken nose. What'd you do? Just duck down and he got you? I tried to weave it, and he scooted back and jabbed his knee in, and he threw it like it was a jab. Like, it was that quick. Wow. And um, he didn't mean to. He didn't see my face go in because he knew that I'm, like, still kind of new to it. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Basically, and they kind of know because, like, I don't kick as much. It's mainly, like, boxing because, uh, like, I got the kicks down, but it's different. Like, it's hard to, like, balance your upper and your lower at yeah. the same time. It's I'm just, like, trying to get used to it pretty much. And, um, yeah, this dude, uh, I saw he punched. Like, he, he went in for a cross, and I got out of the way of the cross, but I went down. Ugh. And he his combo was jab, cross, knee. And I wasn't expecting the knee, and I leaned right into that bitch. And he busted my nose. He was like, bro, you bleeding. And I was like, ah. Oh. So I went Damn. to the bathroom, got a tissue, got plugged up, yeah. got my ass back out there. Damn, and he had he, you bleeding. Yeah, and this dude's like four times my size. Like yeah. He's one of the biggest guys that go there, but they don't discriminate. You literally, when they tell you to switch partners, you're switching with the person right next to you. Yeah. So it could be anybody. Female, man. It could male. be a beginner. It could be an expert. Like, you really don't know. Jeez. But 
Yeah, no, that was the first time that I actually got need. I got head kicked the same night. So are y'all so, headgear, gloves? No headgear. Just gloves, shin guards, elbow guards. Oh, shit. Yeah. So you took a knee that's straight to the face. Yep, and a head kick. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> y'all don't put no headgear on? By different people. No, nah, you can if you want to, but yeah. nobody really does it. That just seems odd to me. It seems odd. To spar with no head. Yeah, it seems like, odd to me, too, but, like, everybody's, like, I don't know. I think it's savages. I think it's a Muay Thai thing. <laughs> yeah. It's not boxing. It's, I guess you're right. The Muay Thais don't really wear headgear anyway, right? No, they don't. And, like, they they look at it differently. They don't look at it like it like boxing. People look at it like it's a sport. Mm. I mean, they look at it like it's a sport, too. Don't get me wrong. But for them, it's like war. It's like life or death. Like, the, the origin of it is people that lived in a small village that had like no weapons that had to defend their village yeah. and like the way we go to school they teach them Muay Thai and they go train like the same way that we have elementary middle school and high school they send their kids off to the gym to train that'd be a and trip I couldn't imagine like sending like the kids off alright go yeah. kick some ass and they're small dude and there's a couple kids in the class that they got some hands they got some legs like really? they'll, they'll pick up on you yeah and um, like if like, there's a kid in the class. There's, it's very rare, but sometimes there'll be a kid there because their parents are, like, cool with it, and their parents usually in the class with them. Right. But some of those kids, man, they'll they'll beat up on you, too. Like, they, they know what they're doing. They've been they in there for a while. Down. Yeah. Learning some shit. Yeah. But Mecca got me into it. He's been trying to get me up there for a year. I just recently joined. Mm. Um, trying to get a lot out of it. I'm trying to go as much as possible and do the – our Muay Thai and also the Thai 30. It's Rojas uh, Muay Thai. They're super, they've been super helpful. They've welcomed me in with open arms. They've treated me with like nothing but respect. Hi, Hi River. That's my yeah. daughter, everybody. <laughs> Shout out River. Yeah. But yeah, no, they've treated me with nothing but respect. Um, I, I really like truly like want to be there and want to progress and want to get better they've been really patient with me i walked in they asked me they're like you know anything at all about yeah Muay Thai? i was like nope nothing i was like my homie mecca trains here <laughs> i was like that's about all i know right but mecca is super skilled he's actually going away this week to the tbas it's which is like one of the biggest tournaments like in this area for thai boxing right and um it's thrown by the thai boxing association so it's thrown by the actual people that are, like, in charge of the rules and regulations. Oh, okay, okay. So it's a legit. Yeah, and he's going to be fighting twice a day. So they fight in the morning and they fight in the evening. How many fights is he doing? Um, I don't know exactly how many, yeah. but it's one week. And after you, like, <clears throat> after you, like, get through it, if I'm not mistaken, I might be mistaken. But I think you fight, like, twice a day from what they told me. And if you keep progressing, you got to keep up with the pace. It's a it's a tournament, so yeah. you're gonna fight and you're gonna go right back into another fight. And at the end of it, uh, you win a black belt. And I think the green belt is the world class belt, and that's what Mecca's working for right now is to get like a green belt. But if he wins this one, he's gonna bring back the the black belt for the gym. Hell yeah, yeah, that'd be tight. I, I know he's gonna bring it back. I know he is too. Yeah. Like Mecca, Mecca's cold man. He's really good. He knows his shit. Does he? And they they train people up there really well. It's really like quick, 
and you the way they explain everything you just kind of get it right like they they can literally teach anybody muay thai that's what makes a good teacher man yeah. i'm a good coach you know yeah and i even told them i was like i'm gonna be kind of leaning on y'all a little yeah. bit like i've never done anything like this and they're not really soft on you like they'll tell you when you're being a bitch like they'll well, that, you know just from you explaining it like it seems really like open and like a really cool place to go and like it, it you know a lot of those places seem really like intimidating to go to and yeah. shit so you probably wouldn't ever walk into somewhere like that but you've made me feel yeah. like i could go anytime like even day one bro i never felt intimidated right. to be there like i always felt like okay these people like they they got my back they really want like what's best for me nobody mm -hmm. in here really wants to hurt you and nobody's really trying to be i mean there's a couple of people that are like obviously like like just like anybody they want to be the best but like nobody's gonna dog you nobody's gonna really talk like a lot of shit like nobody's really gonna like it's just respectful shit like yeah. it's just kind of like hey man like this is what, what you need to do better in this is kind of like where i'm seeing an opening and everything they say is like 100% true like they're not well, they're just trying to help yeah they are 100 yeah. percent. everybody there so far has been very helpful and they've been very patient with me and I've I've loved going I've actually been wanting to go more I've had to like take a like a week off yeah but I've been trying to get in there more well shout out Rojas yeah. I mean, everybody check out the Muay Thai gym it seems to be like the gym to go to around the Dallas Garland Rowlett area it is yeah and they, they got Rod Tang coming through. Yeah, yeah. Rod Tang coming through for the seminar. And it is the gym. Like, honestly, it's like the everybody talks about that gym. The sense of community there is, like, incredible. I knew a lot of people outside of the gym and didn't realize it. Yeah. I ran into my English teacher there. <laughs> like, my English teacher from high school. Super he, small world. He trains there. Right. Uh, some of the people I went to the Art Institute with, they train there. Some people that I've shot videos for. Some people I know just from, like, Rowlett go there. And... Um, like honestly man it's just it it feels like home a little bit i haven't really been there that much but it's very welcoming and it's it's mm -hmm. it's a cool experience yeah. i recommend it it seems like it. it seems like a cool spot yeah well let me ask you the basic questions what's your uh your signature sauce jake oh man i'm i was not ready for this one today uh, uh, yeah so we had somebody cancel on us today it's it's been kind of a recurring thing lately stop canceling <laughs> on me people Stop canceling. Scheduling is the hardest part about running a podcast, honestly, because everyone has such a different schedule. But yeah, what's your what's your signature sauce, man? Um, or what's your just favorite like flavor or something? Favorite flavor, man. Honestly, if I did have a signature signature sauce, it'd probably be like a probably be like a dry rub. And I'd probably do kind of like a spicy sweet, similar to what Lucky's does. Yeah. And next, dude, next time we gotta do the Lucky's thing, cause when I wanted to come on, or like when we were talking about it, I thought I was like, man, I need to bring some Lucky's. Yeah. Cause that we we gotta do the Lucky's challenge. That shit is hot. I got some hot chips. We can do one right now. What kind of hot chips? They're like the hot ones, hot chips. No way. Yeah. Let's fucking do it. Let me go get them. Hell yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Trying to see what what's up with these chips. He said he's got some pretty hot chips. Hopefully the liquid death can quench the thirst. Take the burn away.
Wait, they're Pringles? Oh, wow. Already. But yeah, dude, I'd probably go like a spicy sweet. Like once you taste Lucky's, you'd be like, all right, for sure. Like that's, that's it. That's the one. Yeah. It's one of those things because it's like real sweet at first and you don't really expect it to be hot. You're like, oh, that's, that's it. It's like kind of spicy, but it's more sweet. Yeah. And then it takes like 15, 20 seconds and your mouth goes numb. God. <laughs> well, let's, let's see what these are all about. Yeah, this is straight from Hot Ones. What's the smell? Yeah, smell it first. It smells like fire. Does it? <laughs> it smells like hot. Almost like barbecue, but like fire barbecue. Should get you one. Let's see what this is all about. Let's see what the hype is. Yeah. Can't be too bad. Let me get one. Get you one. What's the What's the first? Sweet. Sweet. That's how you know. It's about to be some fire. It's got like a lemony. Okay. It's kind of like a lemon pepper a little bit. Oh, that's hot. <laughs> oh, it's so much hotter than a, a hot Cheeto. Oh, yeah. The, Man, like my eyes water, dude. It's pretty hot. It's warm. No, I'll get another one. I get no, I'll eat another one, too. It's not bad, though. Nah. And then 15 seconds later. Yeah, we're going to be dying. <laughs> But no, it's it's reasonable. It's like mm. it's enough to give somebody like a taste without having to like. It's making my eyes water. I don't know about, <laughs> I don't know about you, dude. Like, I don't do well with hot shit though. No, nah, man, Lucky's. I guarantee you, they did something. Like ever since I ate there, hot food has not been as hot. Really, like, callous in my mouth. Just fucked your taste buds mm. up. They they give you this dry rub, and called the best of luck mm. and basically i think it's like carolina reaper ghost pepper habanero um i think they put like some lemon pepper in there and put like jalapeno like pretty much all the hottest peppers yeah. they put all that shit in there fuck that this <laughs> is <laughs> straight up fuck that i want no part it's of a that challenge that's why i've been wanting to do it like, mm -hmm. for a show or like for a podcast yeah yeah that show would be hilarious dude i think like the hot one show is such a great concept for a podcast show like just to get people like because like a, a regular interview can be just kind of boring you know so like to add that other layer to it like that is just it's awesome and sean evans their host he like he has the best questions like does like the deep dive on people's instagram and shit like he's, he's just a great host i think it's an awesome show and it like kind of took over like in the pandemic like like that whole time like they like they had like posty on and like a whole bunch of like just really influential people and like that show really just blew the fuck up it did man like they started having everybody on mm -hmm. and, i mean uh, goddamn they got pringles chips yeah <laughs> and they went through their rapper phase but they also had like actors and mm -hmm. they had like i guess like just any type of performer or anybody that's known for something like come yeah through. And it's cool to see how, every, how different people like react to like the scale of like the hotness yeah some people don't even phase them and then some yeah. people are just they can't like finish it yeah no some people like will literally sit there and like you'll see them cry and then there's some people that get on there and they just act like they eat yeah. hot stuff all the time. Like Gordon Ramsay, he got on there and was just like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. yeah. And the hot ones, yeah, but he's probably tasted so much stuff that, like, his mouth is probably, his taste buds are probably, like, out of line. Yeah. Like, they're probably out of whack. He's probably got the same way, like, 
somebody would have hearing damage from their job. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. probably got, like, taste bud damage. That's a good way, good thing. And he had a show where he ate a bunch of bad food that could actually cause him to have, like, a bunch of health problems and shit. He ate a bunch of bad food? Well, um, he had that show where he came in. It was kind of like Bar Rescue where he was. Oh, you're talking about a Kitchen Nightmares. Yeah, where yeah, he yeah. would, like, re, like, try their food and then, like, help them. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Better. Yeah. yeah. Dude, what a like crazy life that dude has had. Like he, he knows it's gonna be fucked up and he has to eat it. Yeah, yeah. He go, he goes in there like try to be all like undercover and shit. Yeah. You know they 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 dress him up in like yeah. some fake ass disguise. He has like, this big beard on and like I I think I would know that's Gordon Ramsay. Like, yeah. I think he got to the point where he just dropped the disguise. Like they got to the point where mm-hmm. they were like expecting him. Yeah. I think I might be thinking of another show that he does. Are they? No, that is that one. Because yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. dude has such a crazy life. He's got so many shows, so many fucking just restaurants and stuff. And like, he is like, yeah. remember when like Emerald Lagasse was like the big dude, like when we were kids. Do you yeah. remember that? And, like, bam, he was that guy. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like uh, Gordon Ramsay just totally took over, and he's like top dog now. Oh yeah, dude, he's the Simon Cowell of like the food industry. Well, that's a good yeah. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Hell yeah. The Simon Cowell. <laughs> But he'll but talk like he's, he's like right though. Yeah, yeah. Like, he talks the most shit and like the best shit. Yeah. Like my one of my favorite like memes is like the, the you're an idiot sandwich and he like yeah. <laughs> got the bread and like <laughs> I love that shit, dude. Well, hell, let's let's wrap this up, man. Um, tell him y'all support Jake. Hit him up on Instagram. He'll hit you with music videos. You can make a movie, album art. Do a podcast with you. <laughs> like this. Literally anything with a camera. Like yeah. anything that's audio uh video production, just hit up Jake O'Neill Digital Media and we can make it happen. Fuck yeah. Well thanks for tuning in guys. Everybody on the Twitch, I appreciate it. Um this'll be out soon on YouTube, I guess. And y'all take it easy. Later. Later. If you'd like to see raw, unedited live episodes, follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash what's up with that to watch full episodes of what's up with that subscribe to us on youtube at youtube.com slash what's up with that don't forget to follow the crew on instagram at 27 at jake digital media at kens martin and at what's up with that